The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Proposals to turn student accommodation into a refugee centre in Sligo has faced a backlash from some local TDs. The Department of Integration said it has not signed any contracts yet to make this change. But joining me is Mark McSharry, Independent TD for Sligo Leitrim, South Donegal and North Roscommon. Mark, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Now, before we talk about student accommodation, I want to ask you if there's any update at all uh, that you've heard on that train tragedy that happened at Balisadere. Unfortunately not. Obviously, uh, our sympathies go to, to um, Jessica McLaughlin's family, uh, the deceased lady, uh, and indeed uh, best wishes to her niece, uh, Rebecca McLaughlin recovering in hospital. It's a terrible tragedy. The community is numb from it. Uh, a very well-known and respected family. And uh, while there are three investigations uh, underway, uh, there's no further update. And really, the community are, are just in shock and preparing for the funeral, which is on Sunday. And we must await the outcome of those investigations. Hopefully, they will um, speedily uh, resolve the the mystery of what happened. Now, we wanted to talk to you about a a proposal by a number of private owners who have hosted students, uh, I suppose, for many, many years, uh, to turn those accommodations into refugee accommodation. What can you tell us? Yeah, well, it emerged uh, at the beginning of last weekend where some parents began to contact me to say that they had been informed. And these are parents of children who might be in second or third year in college where they've stayed in this accommodation year on year, um, that they were informed by the providers. Uh, and these are the providers of what's known locally as Ben Bulbin Court and Milligan Court, um, which were student accommodation in the main. In the summertime, they'd be for tourism and so on, but um, but obviously during the academic year, very much for for yeah. for students. Now, now what they kind of no accommodation? Yeah, what kind of accommodation is it? I mean, is it typical uh, student apartment accommodation? You know, it wouldn't be five star, but it wouldn't uh, be one star either. Well, at least one of them, Bobby Court, was purpose built for for this purpose. Um, you know, so while not on campus or owned by the university, um, you know, not not very much unlike what would be available at UCD or other colleges. Um, uh, that's Ben Bulbin Court, uh, Milligan Court, um, perhaps um, standard kind of apartments where one or two students uh, would be. Okay, now Ben Bulbin Court itself, um, its planning permission did that, that specify that it was to be built as student accommodation. To the best of my knowledge, yes, but uh, because of the actions that we've taken in response to the war in the Ukraine, there are exemptions relevant uh, to that situation. So, uh, to the best of my knowledge, this this currently doesn't represent a planning breach, uh, though it is an unmitigated disaster and very much underpins the lack of a joined-up approach at government level, where you have, in effect, one department carrying out tenders with what would appear to be an endless amount of cash for lucrative contracts for accommodation providers, um, to, in effect, displace you know people living in Ireland, be it students in this instance, or families, or whomever who are looking for accommodation. And uh, you know that is totally counterproductive and wrong. And what has happened in this instance is a tender went out, this company won the tender, uh, while no contract is signed, uh, the state are in something of a quagmire now. Now, frankly, I don't care. 
Um, they'll have to do whatever they must do legally and get the advice of the Attorney General. But this accommodation is for students and it must be for students. How and many I, students would be affected, Mark? Are we talking about just a handful in a small complex or are we talking about a significant number? Uh, between both, according to the Students' Union at the ATU, between four and 500, which in the context of you know, a regional capital like Sligo, uh, is, uh, you know, a vast amount of people. I mean, there simply is not the opportunity to pivot in a different direction. Like everywhere else in the country, uh, the Northwest and Sligo in particular uh, have a very serious housing crisis. Um, and if you don't mind me saying, I mean, on, and it's not a question of us not wanting to assist the Ukrainians. It's not a question of being racist, xenophobic or anything like that. But as a nation, our policy nationally uh, is different, it would appear, to other European countries. And um, this needs to change. And uh, sadly, because of the level of supports that we're offering, we are, in effect, uh, de facto marketing Ireland as a location for people fleeing the war in Ukraine. And if you look across Europe, uh, that is the case. So a very comparable nation would be uh, Denmark, obviously much closer to the Ukraine than ourselves, yet less than half have gone there. But I've done some research and the international um, the European Centre for Parliamentary Research and Documentation did a survey some time ago in terms of the social supports that have been made available. Uh, and incredibly, Ireland uh, are obviously providing a minimum of €230 Euros per week. The next highest is 107 in Finland. In Denmark, it's uh, between 60 and €80. Euros. In the Netherlands, it's 54 So, I mean, it stands to reason, Pat. If, if, if I have to flee, um, um, you know, war-torn Ukraine, um, there's only one location I'm heading for, and that's where I'm getting the best deal. And in Ireland, we're providing the finances, the accommodation, in some instances, the meals, medical cards, and free post home. Um, now, that's not been replicated in any other country. Nobody is saying we don't want to help Ukrainians. Nobody is saying we don't want to play our part in the international community, particularly when we're conscious of our own story, having migrated all over the world. But it is simply unsustainable what is going on. Okay, so, so your view is that we're so attractive that people will, um, you know, go that extra kilometre, that extra mile, that extra hundreds of kilometres uh, to get to Ireland because of what's on offer here. The proof is in the pudding. I mean, if you're in direct provision in Ireland, so let's say it's somebody who's been persecuted in Somalia who's seeking international protection in Ireland. That person, uh, like the Ukrainians, will get the accommodation and food and so on. But they'll be given €38.80 per week for an adult as pocket money, twenty-nine per child. However, um, if you're coming from war-torn Ukraine, if you're an old-age pensioner, you get €254. Euro. If you're over 80, you get 264 And if you're anybody else, you get 230 So it's, 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 it's a no-brainer. So I, I don't know why uh, government have adopted this. And strangely, and you'll have heard mention of this uh, in recent weeks by the Taoiseach, that we can opt out by paying 22000 per person for people seeking international protection uh, from other countries. And we began to do that. But we can't do it in the Ukrainian context. But, I mean, you, you know, we were, we, we were putting up adverts in, 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 in the Ukraine saying, come to Ireland. And, and, uh, but we don't need to. I mean, it'll circulate. Uh, 
If, for example, well, what are you suggesting, though? Because you know the the regime has been put in place. Uh, yeah. It allows Ukrainians, and many of them are here, and they want to work if they can get work. They want to learn English, a, a great skill to have anyway. Many sure. of them already have a passable English. Um, the, the appetite for work, not in 100% of the cases, but the appetite for the work, uh, for working generally, uh, seems to be there. I mean, if you can earn 500 a week working rather than 200 a week as a, a state payment, uh, many people would opt for the 500 and go out and get a job. Of course, and God knows there's plenty of work there. But what I'm saying is uh, we have a unique scenario. I mean, Ireland are offering a situation that uh, is 100% better than other countries. Belgium, for example, give them €7.90 per week. So, I mean, what I'm saying is it is unsustainable. There's two problems. First, we have the state using taxpayers' money to compete against Irish-based and living and working people for accommodation, be it students or families. That is wrong. Secondly, we are, in effect, marketing the country as the best place to come over anywhere else for international protection for people fleeing war-torn Ukraine. And what I'm saying is, because of the level of supports available here, you know, we're, we're the first choice for many. And why wouldn't we be? And I'm yeah, just saying that's, but, uh, that's unsustainable. Yeah. At the same time, Mark, there is a war going on in Ukraine, not uh, right across Ukraine, hand-to-hand combat, but certainly uh, rockets and cruise missiles pouring from the skies uh, from, from, from the Russians. And I, and Ma- I, you know, it's gone off uh, a lot of the front pages. There is still terrible suffering. There are people who don't have uh, the resources maybe to, to get out of there. There are people who maybe don't have the health to get out of there. But those who can are genuinely fleeing from a pretty dire situation. Pat, nobody is saying that. And I started out by saying, I am not a racist. I'm not a zealot. I'm not a xenophobe. Uh, We are a compassionate nation who want to do all we can to assist. When it comes to an international disaster, Ireland are among the best in the world in terms of digging deep and making contributions uh, when compared per capita to other countries. I am all in favour of all of the above. But we cannot be foolish and reckless about uh, uh, about our capacity. And, and that's the issue. And, you know, because we live in a very woke world, no doubt there'll be texts into your show and elsewhere saying, oh, my God, what a right winger. I'm no more right wing than the man on the moon. But I'm a person who's in the front line dealing with people every day. And this issue is not sustainable. And in the woke world, as you say, it's gone off the headlines to an extent. What isn't appearing remotely in the headlines is the situation is creaking at the seams and somebody needs to say it. And while your show has been fantastic, the media generally need to put up their hand and say, yes, of course we want to do everything we possibly can for the poor Ukrainian people fleeing, running for their lives. But we can't do it on our own. And of the EU 27, I mean, they're calling it Treasure Island. And that's the situation. Mark, thank you very much uh, for joining us. Independent uh, TD, Mark McSharry, Independent TD for Sligo, Leitrim, South Donegal, North Roscommon. We presume that'll all be tidied up when they redraw the constituencies with a view to providing us with more TDs. Uh, But that's uh, Mark's title for the moment. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.